I don't hear the music, but it was playing. I'm trying out a little intro song. Let me know if you like it. Just to add a little bit of spice. I was about to say sizzle, but it's full on spice. All right. So, yeah, it's 1.15 in the morning. Time check. So, yeah. I feel like I always say what time it is. Like, it's just some crazy thing. But we're not surprised by it being literally any time that I'm doing this. Like, I could be doing this at any time of the day and it would not be shocking. But I feel like it's kind of fun to tell you the time so you kind of get the vibes. You kind of, like, get you're feeling what I'm feeling, you know, because if it's in the morning, it's a different vibe. If it's like noon, it's a different vibe, you know, so now you know that I'm just like a little bit tired, a little bit cozy, you know, the dread of getting up early in the morning when I'm doing this at 1am, it's okay. I just felt like doing it. I was just like, you know what, we're gonna record me talking. Because I had Starbucks like a few hours ago. It was probably like 8 o'clock when I had Starbucks. And that's in my system for a good, you know, 6 hours. So we're still running on that Starbucks high. Something's in that Starbucks coffee. I know there's caffeine. But like it's a different level of caffeine. Like it's a different type of caffeine. For me, I think this is a normal thing. But... um. Like, with caffeine, different types of coffee. Like, I have these little coffee pods that go in my Keurig. Those make me feel different than, like, a Starbucks coffee or, like, a McDonald's coffee. The McDonald's coffee. I was about to go to McDonald's to get a coffee. But I I looked at the time and I was like, Madison, if you want to be having heart palpitations at 6 a.m., you're going to get this McDonald's coffee. And I was like, no, I really don't want the heart palpitations at 6 a.m. Like, that McDonald's coffee will get to me. It's a lot. It's it's very strong. Something. Something. They dump in the grounds on that one. So, yeah. Probably need to chill out with the coffee consumption. 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 Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not like, I act like I drink more coffee than I do. Like, I'll have maybe one cup a day or two. It's not that extreme. Because I've seen some YouTubers, you know, they're like, sixth cup of the day. I'm like, whoa, you K? You K? You K, United Kingdom? I'm already getting hot in this hoodie. I was cold, but now I'm hot. <laughs> Okay, really awesome. All right, so um, I okay, I had thought about this. We're gonna be talking about like my stand phases and like who I've stand over the years of my life, like starting from zero, year zero to now, which will be fun. But like, I just had a few things I wanted to get off my chest. Um, so I write down some like random topics that I think of like throughout the week that I just feel like getting off my chest and talking about so this first thing is okay so I feel like 
I've been I've been learning like a lot more board games, more like when the quarantine was a big thing. But you know, everyone's been on the board game train, board game train, and. I really don't know any board games, like the rules or anything to any board games. So, I've just been, you know, just playing board games with people. And, like, I have to learn it from people at the same time. And it's one of those things where you're like, I feel like I'm being annoying because I'm asking so many questions. And I'm holding them back by, like not knowing anything and they like have to teach me how to play and like I'm one of those people that like I've got to know every single rule or I'm not gonna be satisfied with playing this game without asking any questions like I'm gonna ask every question there is to know about this game because I want to play it to the best of my abilities even though I'm not even that competitive but like I just want to play it you want to know what's going on so, but I don't know. I don't know why I was thinking about that. But I feel like every time I'm with people, like, I'm learning something from them, which is good for me. But I feel like I want to be on the other end of that sometimes. Like, I want to be teaching other people things. I guess I'm just not, like, great at anything that I'm going to teach them. I'm like, am I going to teach them how to YouTube? Like, no. Like, no one wants to learn that. And... I don't want people sitting there while I'm filming, you know. I'm not going to have someone sitting here while I'm podcasting, you know. I, re- I probably wouldn't really mind, but uh, I would feel like it would be kind of embarrassing. So, yeah. I just feel like I, I've i been thinking, I've been having this, like, crisis. I'm like, I need to be good at something so that I can teach other people how <laughs> to be good at it. There's one thing, I'm not even that good at it. Like, I've been looking up the rules, and, like, I, I like, am pretty good at it, is Solitaire. I've been playing Solitaire for years. Like, on the old Windows computer at home, like, I would play Solitaire, and, yeah. But that's the one thing that I'm, like, I'm trying to get good at Solitaire. Like, a top-notch Solitaire player. Because it's, like, a soothing game. It's not too much brain power, like Rumi Cube, if you've heard of that, it's like a whole, it was a whole learning experience. It really was a whole learning experience. And then I had to learn the app is like different rules than the actual board game. It's just, and like, yeah, but I feel like I can teach people how to play solitaire, which would be the most boring thing that you could ever ever think of probably like I wish I knew how to like do something really well and then I could just teach people and it would be fun but no maybe we'll figure something out IDKs but yeah just teach people how to talk this is how you podcast you talk good job good job and yeah, so I'm just having that crisis. I think I was when I wrote this, but like I don't really, you know, care anymore. I'm just like, you know what? I'm good at what I'm good at. You know? So, yes. Um I hello. I've been 
my sleep like I this is all I talk about it's actually all I talk about is my sleep schedule but it this week I went I think one night in a week with me like pulling an all-nighter is okay like I'll be okay after that I can recover but this week I had two all night pulled two all-nighters and that was when my body was like Hmm? Like, you sure about this? Okay. <laughs> Alright. But, yeah. I feel like a lot of those are coming up. And it's gonna be... Whew, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. So, yeah. Um, me, when I, I wrote... I got a pizza just for myself because I'm quirky. We gotta have the quirky moment. Quirky Mads moment. So, yeah. I had... I've been, like, eating really healthy. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a pizza. And I got some of those little Parmesan bread bites from Domino's. Wow. It was awesome. And I, like, posted about it on my Instagram story. People were like, oh, my gosh, you're so quirky. I'm like, you know what? I wanted to show my pizza. You know what? I wanted to show my pizza. There are there are little pieces of me that are millennial, okay? And that's one of them. I love pizza and coffee. Pizza is bae, okay? And I'm not ashamed to admit it. Pizza is bae. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, two, what, I watched two movies, oh, like, last week, and I think I watched them in the same day. It was during, like, the whole, like, vaccine thing where I was just chilling and I couldn't really do anything. So, I was just watching movies, which I don't mind. I love a good, like, movie night where you watch, like, three movies in a row. It's great. And then you feel, like, awful about yourself after. And you're like, I just spent, like, six hours sitting here watching movies. But then I can put it on my letterbox account. And I feel accomplished. I feel accomplished. Um, so, I watched... What were the movies? I think I wrote them down. Okay, so I watched Crazy Stupid Love. I had never seen that movie before, and it's like, you know, a staple in the rom-com genre. <coughs> Excuse me. I had um, some of this uh, carbonated stuff, and if you know me, and one of my personality traits is that I don't drink carbonated stuff, but I had to use a bottle that had carbonated stuff in it for a video, so I poured it out, and I am trying to drink it, and it's just not, I'm like, it was 50 cents, like, just put it in the, just, just put it down the, down the drain, just put it in the sink, you don't have to drink it, but I feel bad for the drink, you know, but it's pretty good, but it's just making me burp, that was the point of that, but yes, I watched that movie, Ryan Gosling, I had not really gotten the Ryan Gosling hype, I, I liked him in The Notebook, of course, but, like, I didn't really find him, like, that attractive in The Notebook, you know, especially with, like, the beard and all that, like, I wasn't really feeling it that much, because I was like, ooh, I don't know, like, kissing that must be, like, a lot, but I watched him in this movie, and I was like, yes, sir, yeah, I get it, 
I understand the Ryan Gosling hype now. I haven't seen La La Land. Maybe I would if I saw that movie too. But I understand. I mean, his character wasn't like the best person, like personality-wise. Well, in the second half, he was pretty good. But in the first half, it was kind of like not so great. Like not my cup of tea. But just, he looked great in that movie. He just looked really good. So, Ryan Gosling, hey. Hey, oh my gosh, he's watching. Hey, that's weird. That's weird and awkward. Okay, so the other movie that I watched was 500 Days of Summer. I had seen that once before, and I watched it, of course, because I've been watching New Girl, which I forgot her name. Oh, no, I can't remember her name. I thought Zoe Deschanel didn't have to look it up I always do that I'm like I forget something then I start to look it up and then I remember it awesome memory um and I recommend this movie like the first time I watched it I was like what is this it had been hyped up so much and I was like what is this movie like what is this but this time when I watched it I'm covering my mouth if you can't see it. I understood. I understood what she meant. Or what the movie meant. Like, I I got it. You know? Like, I got it. And it's basically what I think. I guess it, different people interpret it different ways. But from what I understood from it was that it was the way that he was seeing her like he was seeing her just as this just up on this pedestal and it was him seeing her from his perspective and I'm like this is hitting too hard like this is getting too real um but yeah and then like I don't know if I should spoil it or not, but, like, she doesn't really like him back that much. Well, it's, like, in the beginning of the movie. She's, like, let's just be friends. And he's, like, sure. But in the back of his head, he was, like, oh, we're going to date and all this. And we're going to get married. And she's, like, well, I told you that I just wanted to be friends. Like, I wasn't looking for anything serious. And it's just. Like, the, I guess the older you get, the more you're like, whoa, this movie is great. I mean, it's not, like, a great feeling movie if you've been through something like that. But, like, it's, it's, I've never seen, like, a movie quite like it. It's really good. So, if you're a fan of anyone or if you, like, have a celebrity crush or if you've crushed on someone that you know isn't going to like you back or, like, you're crushing on someone and you just think they are just so awesome then I recommend it because it kind of helps you see them as just a real person you know and it's very relatable hashtag relatable oh my goodness all right so let's talk about some of my stand phases I was getting into this when I was writing this I was like I was getting into it because I have stand people and things from the minute I was born. From the minute. So, yeah, these are... I have stand, like, a lot of people at different times. And, like, I didn't 
put in the ones that I don't know why I'm becoming like really self-aware of myself and I'm gonna turn the viewfinder this way so I can't see myself I don't know why I just became like really self-aware of myself and it was really weird probably because I need to rest okay so yes I have stand like a lot of things but like I didn't put everything because a lot of them were short-lived because, you know, I just moved on to the next thing really quickly. <laughs> Probably not a good personality trait, but like, here we go. Um, but these are the things that I was like, yes, like, I am just, these are things that just were my personality at the time. Like, this was my sole personality. Like, it was it. That's it. Alright, so the first thing that I stand was Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. It was. So, I I don't like remember these things, but these are like, of course I don't remember when I was a year old, but uh, this this comes from word of mouth, you know, I used to watch home videos so much just of myself. Because I was self-obsessed or something like that. I don't know. Um, I attribute that to why I'm a YouTuber now. Because I just used to love watching myself. And now I hate watching myself. Um, but anyways. So, Blue's Clues. Okay. So, I'm taking off my hoodie because I'm hot. I'm having issues. I think I'm getting overheated. I think that's what it is. Um... So, Blue's Clues. Like, that was all I would watch as a kid. I feel like every small child had one thing that they watched just nonstop. Like, that was all they'd watch, like, 24-7. Because you didn't have anything else to do. You would just poop, eat, sleep, watch Blue's Clues. That was me for the first, like, two years of my life. Let's throw that over there. Um... This is getting real. This is like the most real podcast episode. Um, so yeah, one of my first words, or probably first like hundred words was Steve. And if you don't know who Steve is, he is the man, the myth, the legend behind Blue's Clues. Or he is Steve of Blue's Clues. Um, yes, there's a video of me. I think it was my first birthday and it was like Blue's Clues. I got all the Blue's Clues VHS tapes. That is aging me a little bit. It was 98. It was 98. Um, I got all, like, the VHS tapes of Blue's Clues. It was everything. It was everything. And, um, and I kind of, like, I kind of remembered it again because I saw this TikTok and these people were, like, people are, like, oh, Steve was kind of cute like I had a crush on him and I'm like I don't think I did because I was a literal baby a literal infant so I don't think I had a crush on Steve but like y'all y'all go off with that and that video was like I was like okay hey Steve (laughs) people on TikTok will like have crushes on literally anyone like if you think of one person that anyone knows of like that anyone knows of not even a celebrity just anyone there are people that stand them and have a crush on them on tiktok 
Like, there's no question about it. Um, and also, like, okay, to this day, it has still impacted me to this day because that is how I remember the planets in order is from that. There was a song that they sang. I won't sing it, even though I want to. Oh, the sun's a hot star and Mercury's hot too. Venus is the brightest planet and Earth's home to me and you. It goes on with all the planets and that's still how I remember the planets because I know there was like, there were letters and you made a sentence. I don't remember that. I remember the Blue's Clues episode. I mean, we have to take out Pluto or do we bring back, back Pluto? I think we brought black, brought back Pluto. But that's a conversation for another time. We'll have a space episode. We'll have a space episode. I ha- I have all my NASA stuff, but I really don't have that much insight on um, space things. But I'm trying. I'm trying. I just love the aesthetic. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So, I also... Okay, yes. I used to love that healthy snacks. Healthy snacks. We love to eat our healthy snacks. And that is just great uh, for the kids to hear. Eat your healthy snacks, kids. Yes. And on my phone, also, I have one of my, like, widget things. You know how you can, like, change the pictures? It is of Steve. For my email, it is Steve going, mail time. So, yes. I didn't want to show my home screen because I was like, is there anything weird on my home screen? My entire home screen is weird. Um. Alright. I, like, download all these apps and I, like, never delete them. I'll, like, see an app and I'll be like, ooh, I need to download that. Never use it. Never. Ever. And then I just don't delete it. And I'm like, I could have so much more storage on my phone. You know. But yes, Blue's Clues, top-notch stuff. Top-notch stuff. Love Blue's Clues. It was my everything as a child. So then I got to about three, I would say. Maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older. And Barney came along. (laughs) That dinosaur. (laughs) Barney. Um, I feel like this was when I got kind of annoying with my stand. Okay, like this was when it started being like I started having a personality, so it started being like my personality. So, we had like I would watch Barney videos just like the same video like multiple times in a day. That is oh when I have a kid that's going to be like the most just brain numbing thing, like I don't want to stop them from, you know, just living their lives. But I'm like, do I have to watch the same video over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again? And I feel like it would be worse with like YouTube videos, like watching the same YouTube video over and over and over again. But that was me, though, honestly, like with that duck song where he would go up to that lemonade stand and he'd ask them for grapes if they had any grapes, got any grapes, you know, but yeah, so I would watch the same Barney videos, it was really annoying, and I'm so sorry, um, 
like I would get I was to the point where I was watching like I had a video of live Barbie uh, Barbie Barney uh, I think I'm tired but like I don't know that I'm tired and I'm like becoming aware that I'm really tired but it's okay you know how you get like get really tired when you know you have to get up at a certain time and you just you're just like you need to sleep please to function and I'm like no no Mm-mm. um but yes like the early Barney and then the later Barney were like two completely different people or like dinosaurs Barney was not a person I don't think unless you like I don't know if you're a child thinking I don't know like Barney you know he's whatever we want him to be because he's a magical being um but he was like creep like when I look back at it like the old Barney was like creepy looking but I don't remember Carrie and like the live Barbie bar I keep saying Barbie Barney was it was it was kind of terrifying but like I don't remember caring like there was a lot of things that I watched that I look back at it and I'm like was I not terrified by this was I scarred by this or no did I not have like the mental capacity to be scarred by this type of thing but now I'm like oh probably not yeah there were some bops and also from Barney like I actually learned and I still use this to this day, too. Like, it's impacting me to this day. The colors of the rainbow. I know there's, like, Roy G. Biv. I don't even really use that. I use the song. Um, oh, I like red. Is the color of an apple. Orange. It's the color of an orange. Like, I would do that. But it really wasn't technically the colors of the rainbow because they didn't have, like, indigo violet. They would say, like, blue and purple. So, it was kind of, like, controversial. And it kind of did mess me up. Like, when I would take tests, like, back in the day when they asked you what color of the rainbow, what colors were in the rainbow, you know? Back in second grade when they would ask us that. Back in kindergarten, actually. (laughs) When we had those really tough tests. You know, really tough stuff. Um, Okay, so the next thing that I stand was Spongebob. Okay, this was like a different kind of stand. It was like... Like, this was when I had, like, the memorization skills. Like... I was upset. Like, I would still watch multiple episodes just over and over and over and over again. I had DVDs of, like, you know how there used to be, like, or there still are, I guess, but it was more common back then. Like, I would get DVDs with, like, a few episodes on it, and I would just re-watch those episodes on the DVDs. Because that was the only way that you could watch, like, an ep- a certain episode at a certain time, you know? So, there are certain episodes that I would, like, I would memorize them, and I would recite it to members of my family, just at, and I'm just thinking, like, I feel like my Spongebob phase was, like, my annoying phase, like, it was an annoying phase, I apologize to anyone that knew me during that time. I really do because it was like 
there was the Spongebob song, if you know, when I ripped my pants, that song, I performed it for my entire family. I'm pretty sure I played a guitar while I was doing it, I'm, and I think there's a video of it that I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Um, because I know, I didn't know how to play the guitar, so I was probably just strumming, just strumming away, and it was, and I don't even think I knew the actual words, and I was just kind of like, and it was, (laughs) I was not even singing the right lyrics, because I know the lyrics were like, pretty complex for a child, and like, I I think I just made up words and that is the most cringy thing you could ever do it's just to make up words when you're singing a song as a child and yeah that was was bad that's one of those moments where I look back at it and I and I just go and it's mm -mm. yeah but I think like long term still Spongebob has like shaped my humor and I feel like everyone says that but like I feel like it really did shape my humor because I have like a really silly basic humor I feel like because I'll laugh at stuff that no one laughs at if someone says something okay this happened like last night and I was talking to someone and they said something funny and I started dying laughing and everyone's like you okay like I laugh at stuff and the normal reaction when I laugh at something kind of odd will be like you okay Madison like that's usually the reaction and I feel like that came from Spongebob because I laugh at silly noises and I think just like silly noises are so funny it's like a childish sense of humor I, I like to think that my sense of humor is like distinguished but I don't think it is maybe parts of it are I would hope but it's really not that. Okay. Ooh, so this is when I started thinking boys weren't the grossest thing in the world. Okay. This is when they stopped having cooties. Um, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. So this was around like elementary school, fifth, sixth grade era. Madison. This was fifth grade, sixth era. Fifth grade, sixth. Oh my goodness, I'm not, okay. It was like, yeah, that era of my life. Um, I love when people call, they're like, that was my middle school era. <laughs> like, true. True. Um, but yeah, I, this was when, like, I started putting posters of people. Like, I had the Michael Phelps phase, but, like, that was very short-lived. Um. I feel like everyone had a random, like, sporting person phase. Like, people had, like, their Ryan Sheckler phase, Michael Phelps phase, like, some random soccer players phase. Like, I know what you, I, I understand. But, like, I had a picture of them up on my wall. Or it was, like, a big poster. I don't know where I got that. I'm pretty sure they had it at, like, Walmart. And I was like, this. I'm getting this. You know where you'd flip through them and I see. I'm flipping through and I see. Dylan and Cole Sprouse with skateboards that they probably don't even know how to ride. 
I'm getting that. I'm getting that. And like looking back at it, like there were how there were probably like twelve. There were like thirteen. <laughs> I had two thirteen-year-old boys posters up on my wall when I was like ten, eleven. I don't know how. I think they're a few years older than me. But it was like I was a Dylan girl. Which I feel like back in the day, that was pretty normal. He was like the bad boy, you know, Dylan. But now everyone seems to be a cold girl. And I'm like, Dylan, um, Dylan girls rise up. We're going to rise up. All right. But yeah, um, I had, this was, it was starting to get, I feel like this was where it was starting to cross over into my real life. Or like into my school life, you know, like, it was crossing over, because, um, I brought this calendar, don't know how I got this, I'm pretty sure it came on, like, a bigger calendar, and it was, like, a little magnetic calendar that had their picture on it, and I put that in my desk at school, and it stayed there all year, and, like, I guess I wasn't thinking, like, what what are people thinking about this? And I honestly respect myself for that. I was really going for it. But like, yeah, like they were my first real celebrity crushes. And yes, if I'm ever in an interview when I'm like super rich and famous and they're like, who is your first celebrity crush? I'll be like, Dylan and Cole Sprouts. Used to call them Sprouts. Um... But we'll, but we'll forget about that. And then Dylan and Cole Sprouse will see it and then they'll repost it on their Instagram stories. And then that'll be it. Because I'm pretty sure they both have girlfriends. But like, you know, it's okay. It's alright. Like, I, oh goodness. I was to the point to where there was this movie. It was like The Prince and the Pauper. And it had, I don't remember if it had Cole. I'm pretty sure it was just Dylan Sprouse. And it was like a straight to DVD movie and it was like so low budget, but I would watch that movie. I loved it. You know, when you're, you're deep, when you're like getting into their, you know, you will buy anything that has their face on it. But yeah, I would have um, been the perfect candidate for that Danimals trip, that Danimals sweepstakes, but no one got picked for that. No one in the entire world ever got picked for it. Alright, so the next thing that I stand was... Or the next person that I stand, the next thing, uh, was Miley Cyrus slash Hannah Montana. So, this was like... Some of these... This was like around the same time. Like, I feel like these next ones are, like, in the sa- within the same, like, years. This was all, like, in elementary school. So, with Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus, like, I bought her book. I went to go see the 3D Hannah Montana movie front row, and I stood up and was screaming at the, um, at the, uh, projection. It was a lot. Dressed up like her for Halloween. Like, this is a long list for Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. Like, I quite literally wanted to be her. This was a different kind of stan. These are all, like, different types. This was the first one where I was like, I want to be her. Like, she's my role model type of thing. And, yeah, I feel like 
with the girls that I stand, like it was more like a role model type thing when with when it was the guys, it was more just like I like them, their personality, like I like their looks or whatever, but like it was a different kind. It was like I want to be her. It's like I looked up to her. And that was probably a lot of pressure for these girls, like having people like me be like, I want to be her. Like, I will do anything to be her. Like, it was probably a lot for them, honestly. And with Miley Cyrus, like, I thought I looked just like her. I thought I did. I thought I did. Like, there was this one girl that she, I think there was a girl that was like, oh my gosh, you look like, you look like Hannah Montana or like Miley Cyrus. I think she said Hannah Montana, but I didn't have blonde hair. So I'm guessing she meant Miley Cyrus. And I took that to heart. I took that to heart. (laughs) What was her? Girl. And like, I dressed up like her, like Hannah Montana for um, Halloween at school one time. It was like for a Halloween party thing. And... This one girl, she was, like, a few grades younger than me. She came up to me and, like, we, she wanted, like, a picture with me. And I felt so famous. I, felt, I thought I was the most famous person that had ever been, walked the earth at that point. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad, though. It was really bad. So, yeah. And also, I talked about this on the podcast. But, like, I sent her a letter I did that. I did that. I sent Miley Cyrus a letter. Never got a reply. Never. She probably never saw it. It probably went straight to the dumpster. But that's okay. It's all right. Um, and then there was Demi Lovato, and I was obsessed with her too. Like when Camp Rock came out, the bangs. I and me. I remember I had like a J fourteen magazine or like Tiger Beat, and there was a picture of her from Camp Rock. I think in it. And I, like, put put a little bookmark on there, and I showed my mom, and I was like, I want this haircut. Long story short, I did not look like her when I got that haircut, but it's okay. Like, it's, it's all, like, how you feel that counts. Like, you may not look just like her, but, like, it, I felt, I felt it. I felt Mitchie from Camp Rock. Like, I was feeling it. So, yeah, and (laughs) there was, it was my birthday one year, and I had gotten Demi Lovato's CD, like, her first CD for my birthday from one of my besties, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, and um, someone broke it, it was at my birthday, and they, like, opened it up and broke it, which is, like, not that big of a deal, because it was, like, $10, it's like $10, Queen. Like, it's okay. Like, it's really okay. But I started crying. Like, ran to the bathroom. Was crying. I was like, this is my Demi Lovato CD. Where is the respect? So, it was like... It was a lot. Um, yeah, but her second album was the one where I was really going through it. Like, I was going through all these changes. I was like... Get it? I was becoming like a woman, even though it was like sixth grade. I was like, I was like feeling different, and I was like, this album was just—it was about heartbreak. It was about you know all this stuff. I had never experienced it, but I was like, this is this is like real life stuff. So her second album, Here We Go Again, was just 
it really changed me. And I still listen to it now. And it's just, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, I think. And I think, like, because of the time you listen to an album, it can become your favorite album. Even if it's not, like, the best album ever, like, the top, you know, best album, it can still be, like, your favorite album if you listen to it at, like, a pivotal moment in your life, you know? Even though, like, nothing really happened, but, you know, whatever. It's It was meaningful, you know? still love that album. Um... So, yeah, I put the Jonas Brothers, like, I had, I just, like, wrote a few things down that I really liked, and then I couldn't really, like, I had a short period where I really liked the Jonas Brothers, but, like, I never was, like, really into it like I was this other stuff, so I put, I just said kind of, but not really, actually, so, so let's just move on to Justin Bieber. So, this was my Justin Bieber phase. Like, this was preparing me for One Direction. Like, it was, this was where it got, like, intense. I had the Bieber fever. I had it. I had it real good, the Bieber fever. Um, so, I got his first album, and I was, I was hooked on that man. Like, when was that? I feel like it was, it was, like, 2010 I don't know I feel I, I'm not good with years or anything but he like I thought he was the hottest thing to walk this earth like I thought he was the hottest thing since sliced bread just on a toaster because that's like hot and he was just everything to me I don't know what more to say like I re- I watched the movie I went to the movies to watch his Never Say Never movie went to a concert in section 308 and I didn't care. I was living my best life, Justin Bieber. And that was still when I was just like, you know, I didn't really think of him as a person. I just thought of him as just this celebrity guy. And like, I feel like later, especially with One Direction, you like wanted, you wanted like, it was, it was it got a little bit weirder with One Direction where you you would know about like their personal lives and like their girlfriends and all of that and it would get a little bit weird but with Justin Bieber it was it was like an innocent just like I really think he's cute and he sings really well like he's he's like really talented so it was easy to like Justin Bieber so yeah that was just my cute little you know just you know whatever and his Christmas album that is enough reason to stay in Justin Bieber. His Christmas album, period. Period, queens. Okay. And so, that led into my One Direction obsession. The One Direction infection. We left behind the Bieber fever. Well, I still have a little bit of Bieber fever. Like, I will always have the Bieber fever. But then we got to the One Direction obsession. Um. Yeah. I really don't know. Like, there's so much to say about this. I could do an entire episode about this. I'd like to talk to some people that, like, I met through the One Direction fandom. I think that would be funny. Just to see where people are now. Where are they now? One Direction fangirls, where are they now? That would be so funny. Like, they're, like, nurses and lawyers, but we had, like, One Direction fan accounts. 
That would be so funny. That should be a documentary I would watch. I would definitely watch. Um, yeah, like, I would put their pictures up in my locker. This was, like, middle school era. Um, I mean, this is through now, still, if we're being honest. Like, we're still obsessed. Um, went to concerts, you know, I did the whole thing, but it was just... It was a lot. It was just, like, my life. Like, at one point, it was, like, One Direction was all I would talk about. Like, that was it. If you weren't talking about One Direction, like, what are you talking about? I don't care. I'm not listening. So, yeah, it, like, got to the point to where this is when you know you've got the One Direction infection. So, it would affect, of course, you know, at school, like, everyone knew me as, like, the One Direction person and like me and my friend like we were the one direction gals it was like it was our only personality trait and we will admit it and it's okay and it was funny but like it got to the point to where we would dress a certain way because of them but not only because of them but because of their girlfriends like I would try to dress like Louie's girlfriend. I would try to dress like her. I would do the little collars. It was like... And that was in high school too. Like that was in high school. And it was... The outfits were cute though. Like I, I, I don't look back at those outfits and I'm like, ew. It was cute. It was like classy, like cute look. Like a timeless look. So, I'm not mad about it. So, yeah, it's continued to this day. It's still prevalent today. They're all, they've all gone their separate ways and, like, they're all doing well. So, that's good. Uh, But, you know, Nile girl here at heart. So, yeah. So, yeah, those are all of my eras, um, all of my Stan eras, and I think, like, it's kind of, I kind of still see it today, especially with shows that I'll watch. I'll get, like, really obsessed for a little bit of time, and then I'll, like, forget about it. Like, with Boy Meets World, like, I was so into it for months, and I would watch it every day, and I was just obsessed, and I would watch every interview with every person that had ever been on that show, look at their Instagrams, look at everything, and I'm like, there's nothing else to look at, so let's, like, move on to the next show. Now me with New Girl. I haven't gone to any of their social medias because I don't want to get any spoilers at all, and I don't want to see them as real people yet until after I finish the show because I've made that mistake in the past, and it kind of ruins the show when you, like, see them as real people, (laughs) so... I'm like, I'll wait till after I finish the show in probably a few months. And then I will look at their social medias and just know everything about them and be really weird and obsessed. So, yes. And then um, what show will I move on to? I've already gone through the Friends thing. Um, What else was I going to watch? I don't know. But give me some suggestions if you think there's anything that's, like, ten seasons that I need to watch. Um, But, yeah. And it kind of made me think, like, it's kind of sad, you know, for some people. Because these are, like, real people at the end of the day. Like, 
I hate. Every time I say at the end of the day, I think of, there was this one guy and he would say at the end of the day after like every sentence and it would be like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing great today at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I'm doing great today. <laughs> you don't have to say at the end of the day, <laughs> but um, it's like kind of sad when you think about it because they're real people and but they have to like people will get bored of people and I don't know like they have to keep like refreshing themselves and like reinventing themselves you see this with like celebrities I mean this isn't for everyone but for like major people like take Billie Eilish for example like she went through that phase, like, with the green hair, and, like, it was kind of, like, dark, you know, and she completely shifted into this other thing, and I don't know if that was, like, her wanting to do that, or if it was, like, her PR team, or whatever, it could have been both, but, like, you see how they, like, completely change just to, like, keep it fresh and everything, like, who else am I thinking, like, Miley Cyrus, even, like, she had a, didn't she, she had, like, a country album, and then, like, rock, all this different stuff, like, it could just be them, like, wanting to try different things, but I think a part of it is, like, their team being, like, all right, we gotta switch it up, can't, people can't get bored, okay, but, like, being you is enough, okay, I know I, like, got bored of some of this stuff, but, um, I still, like, love all this stuff, but, like, you know, you kind of grow out of things, and just, you know, they're people, and, like, they may not be what you like anymore, but, like, I don't, I hate when people are, like, you, you peaked in 2008, and I'm, like, how is that supposed to make them feel? Like, I, sp- I felt so bad. Like, Zac Efron, people are saying he looks old. I'm like, he does not look old. Like, he's he's a person. He's going to look different. Like, he looks so different from when he did in High School Musical. And I'm like, he still looks good. Okay? Like, and people in Hollywood think that old is, like, 30. And it's just messing with our heads. But thank you for coming to my TED Talk and me talking about just completely different things than what um, I meant to. Let's burp some more. Alright, well it's 2 o'clock in the morning. At 2 o'clock in the morning. Conversation got boring. This is kind of a loopy episode. I can tell. Like, everything's spinning. You know how it is. Um, yeah. I will see you guys next week, and hopefully I won't be just, like, completely out of it. It was weird not looking at myself in the viewfinder, but I think I'm going to try that more because it's kind of, I don't know, may just get so deep. I'm like, I feel like I'm putting out a show if I'm looking at myself in the viewfinder. But yeah, I think I'm going to start not, because I do that with all my YouTube videos and everything, like, I look at myself in the viewfinder. I don't even, like, look at... Like, this is me looking at the camera. This is me looking at the viewfinder. But it feels weird to be looking in the camera. Hey, I'm looking you straight in the eye. Alright. Let's go. Let's go. Alright, yep. 
Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on No One Asked with me, Maddie B. I didn't do that intro, but we're doing it in the outro. All right, bye.